As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Paul encouraged unity and maturity in the body of Christ. During this season of annual conferences, we are aware that unity and maturity are not always evident in the body of Christ. As we approach the North Alabama Annual Conference, perhaps we need to be reminded that although we are divided on issues, we are one body united by one spirit. Hello friends, my name is Donna Godwin. I serve the people called First United Methodist Church Centerpoint in the North Alabama Conference. The readings for this week are Luke chapters 13 and 14, Leviticus chapters 4 through 6, 1 Kings chapters 14 through 18, Psalms 72 through 74, Proverbs chapters 5 and 6, Ezekiel 7 through 12, and Ephesians chapters 4 through 6. The Old Testament readings cover a lot of procedures, prayers, proverbs, and prophecies about commandments and consequences for following them or not following them. In the Gospel readings, Luke gives us a few parables and a couple of Sabbath healings. In our Ephesians readings, Paul emphasizes how the unifying work of Jesus should impact every relationship. Unity does not mean uniformity. We divide ourselves into groups over many issues politically and theologically. Followers of Jesus fall on every side of every fraction into which we divide ourselves over issues. Paul's letter to the Ephesians may give us courage and wisdom to reach out to others who have different views so that we can talk and listen and learn as we communicate in a meaningful way. Paul was writing to a very diverse group of people, Jews and non-Jews from various ethnic and socioeconomic backgrounds. These were people who would not be in any way connected except for being part of the Jesus movement. Dr. Tim Mackey of the Bible Project notes that these groups were so divided by so many factors, it would have taken an act of God to unite them. So what happens when people no longer want to be united? Paul urges the readers to live as people worthy of the call received from God. We grow in maturity in Christ when we speak the truth in love. We are to put aside bitterness 
anger, and slander. This is not always easy to do. Many harsh words have already been spoken. But what if we practiced grace and compassion? The gospel readings for the week include Sabbath healings. These reveal God's character, his grace and compassion. As we are created in his image, we can and should display these traits. Religious leaders saw Jesus' healing on the Sabbath as a violation of the law forbidding work on the seventh day. To them, this proved not only that Jesus was not a true prophet, he couldn't possibly be the Messiah because surely God's chosen Savior would not break God's laws. Jesus was proving something else. He was showing that there is no law of God forbidding compassion. Our piety should prompt us, not prevent us, from showing mercy to those in need. He was showing that strictly following the letter of the law, rather than the intent of the law, was not the loving and compassionate response. Healing on the Sabbath was not the sin. Failing to recognize the worth of a person suffering was. Because failure to recognize their value would be in violation of what Jesus commanded. It has been said that true followers of Jesus should never allow the first part of the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, to be an excuse for not following the second part and love your neighbor as yourself. Loving God and loving others, not just those who look like us, think like us, vote like us. We can disagree and we do. We may determine that we can no longer work together. We may need to part ways but we can do so in a grace-filled and compassionate manner. As Paul instructed, lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Be kind to each other, tender-hearted. Perhaps I am being too Pollyanna-like and thinking that this is possible. I admit it's difficult to be patient and kind, and I truly struggle with this. People test my limits. And it seems wasteful to keep all my very clever, sarcastic remarks to myself sometimes. One of my favorite coffee mugs says, I want to be a nice person, but everyone is just so stupid. But then I had to read all of these chapters of the Bible to prepare for this podcast. And I am reminded of our calling. We are called to a higher standard. So... I need to try, and so do you. Dear God, 
we come to you with different backgrounds and traditions. We reach this point by taking different paths. We have different interpretations and understandings. We don't all look the same, talk the same, or act the same. We are each unique, but made in your image and precious to you. We have different gifts, different dreams, and we face different challenges. Forgive us when we focus on our differences. Remind us that even when we travel different roads and go in different directions, we are one body, united by one spirit, called to one hope by one Lord. For you are our one God and Father of us all, who works through us and is present with us. May your presence with us remind us that our command is not only to love you, but to love each other. Amen.